0: Hey, 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 we're talking the three must-haves of every high converting offer today. I'm
1: Andrew, that's Aaron. What's happening, my man? Well, clearly, shaving is not happening <laughs> today. <laughs>
0: that's great. I was joking with Aaron before we started, and I said, are you the kind of guy that when you, when you grow a beard, you're patchy? Because some guys have like this really great, like you have the cheeks that are a little, right? And some guys can pull it off where it's like nice and tight and even, it almost looks painted on. Yeah, right? I, I'm jealous, that's like. And I wish I wish I had it. But then the other side of it is I've, I've tried it too, and it's just so irritating to me, like in the neck and the skin. I don't know if it is for you as well. I feel like it's, I can't do the neck. The neck gets shaved. Right? Yeah, I I'm a clean shaven it. guy personally. I've, yeah. I've attempted the beard when I lived in the cold weather. Now it's not even at all. You're living
1: warm weather too, but now it's like ah, ah. So how you doing, man? All good. I'm doing good, man. Awesome. I had a great week. Uh, kids are happy. Wife is happy. Gonna start painting the house on Monday. That'll be another three-week to month-long project. I've always got stuff going on. You know me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, today we got a good one, and we're going to dig into
0: I guess some missing elements that we see a lot. We call these the three must-haves of all high converting offers. And when we say offer, if that's a little bit of a mysterious word to you, meaning how you present your products and services, particularly online. Right? Yeah. Mainly online. If you're doing a webinar or if somebody goes to a sales page or if they get on a discovery call, what are these must? And there's more than three, but these are the three core ones we'll talk about today that oftentimes they're like three legs of a stool. If one is missing, what happens to the stool? It starts to tip. If two are missing, the stool doesn't even stand a chance. So you really have to have all three working synergistically together. We're going to break them all down today. Aaron,
1: what are the three? Uh, like you said, there's there's more than three, but these are the three where you absolutely have to start. And this this show today, actually, you and I decided to do it um, almost off of the back of something that I was already prepping um inside of one of our companies which is when we're constantly reviewing our clients and we're looking at their stuff we we created a scorecard and that scorecard was basically rating these three elements on a scorecard uh, on a on a score of 1 to 5 mm-hmm. right so 1 would be non-existent or miserable and 5 would be exceptional got it right so the three elements that we're looking at are clarity, urgency, and credibility.
0: Clarity, right? urgency, credibility.
1: Clarity, urgency, credibility. So then the question then becomes, what are we talking about? When we, so let's talk about clarity first, right? I'm a big fan of an app that I talk about all the time, Andrew, you know, called Hemingway, mm-hmm. which is a free app mm-hmm. that you can go to. It's actually, I think, I don't know if it's a phone app. It's definitely a desktop app. Um, I think it's called, it's Hemingwayapp.com or something like that. And I discovered it about a year ago, Um, and we use it for our copywriters. And one of the, if you've never used this tool before, you should definitely test it out. It basically allows you to put any copy that you would write, you know, a sales page, a a VSL, a webinar, uh, anything you want, email, right? It allows you to copy and paste it into here, and it will tell you the different elements of your copy that are wordy, confusing, you know, convoluted, and it actually scores your copy level on a grade point level, as in grade point from school. And the goal is to try and get your ad copy uh, to a grade four level or lower, right? Ideally grade four. And so I was kind of suspicious and skeptical when I first looked at this. Tool you were probably even I, a
0: little bit disappointed. You mean we have to get our writing down to a yeah, fourth grade like, level? I, I like, I is that, are we really going make- to, is that where intelligence is really at these days, right?
1: That's, that's. If you want mass conversion, right? Yeah. And. Yeah. And so what we did is we actually took our best-performing copy um, on ads, on, on offer pages, etc., and then we dropped it into this thing, and then we got it to a grade 4 level. Oftentimes, it was in like a grade 7, grade 8 level. Mm-hmm. We got it to a grade 4 level, and we split-tested our best performers against this new version. And almost every single time, it was like 92% of the time, it outperformed it. That's amazing. And And so when you're looking at... Your offer in particular, I think a lot of people, and Andrew, you see this maybe even more than I do, they tend to get into their own industry and their own heads and their own vernacular and almost try to sound more intelligent. They think like the more intelligent that they try to sound when describing something, like somehow that will elevate them and, and establish You know, the credibility that they want to Mm -hmm, to sell mm -hmm. the product. And it actually has an absolutely adverse effect because one of my favorite, you know, lines, quotes of all time, especially when we're talking about communication, and that's really what we're focused on right now is communication, is the confused mind says no. Right? Mm -hmm. Just maybe write that down if you're listening or watching this show today. The confused mind says no. When you're describing, your product your service your offering and and a, and a prospect runs into any word they don't understand you just scored a no right when they wa- when they go into a run on sentence that's confusing it says no when they don't really know what you want them to do next or what is their outcome or value that they're going to get from this product or taking a specific action with you, you score a no. And the goal in marketing, we talked we've talked, we haven't actually talked about this topic before, Andrew, maybe it's a topic for the future is your goal is to collect micro commitments subconsciously in the mind of your prospect. What you want your prospect saying when they look at anything that you put into the marketplace is Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's me, that's this? me, that's me. That's me, right? Do you have this pain problem? Yes. Have you tried these other things and they haven't worked? Yes. Are you frustrated by this experience? Yes. Would you really like to have this experience? Yes. Yep. If I could help you get to that, that, that solution, would you be excited? Yes, right? Do you want to make, take the next step in this process? Do you want to buy this product? Do you want to do this? Yes. So your goal so is- We saying, call that a yes path, by the way.
0: If you yes can path, create a yes, yes path. I f- I with your copywriting. You've not heard that, that term?
1: I haven't heard it in a while. Yeah. It's been a long time Creating a
0: it. yes path, not a no path, obviously, right? You don't want to be like throwing out questions that are so confusing. They're like, no, that's not me. That's a disconnect, right?
1: Right. And it's not even what it's not even getting them to say like no intentionally. It's confused also equals no, right? No equals no and confused equals no, mm-hmm. right? So you have to be really, really careful when you're developing your product offering and how you display it. And it doesn't matter if it's an info product, an e-commerce product, a service, coaching, consulting,
0: doesn't matter. Nutrition product doesn't matter. Right. Everything gets
1: presented a certain way. Is, are you scoring on a scale from one to five? Ideally, especially in this category a five on clarity, right? Is it crystal clear what your product does? Is it, described in an easily consumable way, is it crystal clear what the next action is that they should take? And this, I mean, here's another example, Andrew, I was looking at this e-commerce client um, this week, really cool product. They do, uh, you'll probably be really interested in them because this is your, your world. They're called knowing labs, right? And they send out home test kits, Right. So they got the finger prick blood. Yeah. They own their own lab and you can test allergies. You can test mm-hmm. STDs. You can test hormone levels. You can test pretty much anything that you could possibly test at the lab. They'll send you the kit. You do a blood boom, sure. send it back. It's back to you in five days. Now no more need for doctors. No more need for specialists. Like one tenth of the price. Right. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And so, I'm
0: seeing that a lot lately now. Those, those at home blood tests
1: lab type services. Absolutely. And, and so I went to their order page. So this is, you'll, you'll laugh when you, when you hear me say this, cause you'll just be shaking your head, right? So we went to their order page and there's the product. There's the price. It's what it does. Here's how you pay. Here's the next step. But then underneath it, it started describing like how you use the test, right? And then all of a sudden there was these links that were like taking you to other pages. Like here's what's in the product. And then on that page, it was like here it was another link. Like here's, Here's too much
0: instructional early on, right?
1: Who it's for? It was taking people away from the order page, so now we have disrupted the clarity on what is the next step because now we're going into new link page and over here link page and over here link page. We've completely disrupted the flow of the buyer journey instead of just potentially listing them out in bullet points on the same page, right? So sometimes it's not even words; it's structure, right? Yeah, where you're you're you are making things unclear because you're taking people off into different directions that are away from your core goal at that moment. Sure. Right. Yep. And so I said, you know, we have to overhaul all of this. This is all trash. Right. And, <laughs> and we have to fix it or we're going to have terrible conversions. Right. Right. And so clarity is really number one. For me, when it comes to any type of advertising, any type of product, any type of service, what are you? Saying? Who is it for? What is the value? What is the outcome? What is the customer path that you want them to take? What are the steps that you want them to take? And making that as at a four-year-old level mm-hmm. of or a grade four level, right. I should say, right, right, of understanding. So the anything cl- that you would add to that?
0: Yeah. So the clarity thing. The other thing I want to mention, we talked about the yes path. The right. other thing I want to mention is, and this is also in the copywriting and framing of words world, also known as getting into agreement with the prospect, right? Yeah. If you can get into agreement with the prospect early on with the right framing of words so that they're, yes, that's me. Oh, I, I'm experiencing that. I go through that too, right? They start to feel like, hey, they're speaking to me. Right? So the old copywriting saying of all time is the best copywriters enter the conversation already taking place on the prospect's mind. Correct. Right? That's the goal here. So clarity in offer is how can I get into their head, articulate what they're experiencing, and frame it in a way that I have the solution that they will never need to look anywhere else ever again. And it's not easy to do. That's why clarity is first. And it's clarity not only in the offer, but you know, clarity loops back to clarity in your business model, clarity in where you're going, clarity in the income you want to achieve, right? Clarity is key in so many areas and it's lacking in so many areas, right? Just clarity of direction. But as it pertains to offers and the specifics of how you position what it is that you do, this is where you win or lose. This is first impression. Never get a second chance to make a first impression as cliche as it sounds. That's your offer. That's clarity. The more clear you are, the longer you have to make that first impression, right? If you're unclear, you lose that opportunity to make that first impression and they're gone. And today you don't have a ton of time. So this thing is is everything, is is how we're laying out the offer. And again, I think you made a good point in the beginning, dumbing it down and not dumb in an insulting way, but nobody knows your industry jargon like you do. Certainly not your prospect, Mm -hmm. right? So taking the tech talk and the, you know, the fancy speak down a little bit to a layman's terms is everything. So sometimes what you do is you write your offer, you get it out there, you position it the way you think it should be positioned. And then the tool you just mentioned or having somebody on the outside coaching and consulting is key, right? Having someone look at it from the standpoint of having no attachment to it and no. having no emotional charge to it and reading it like they were the prospect. And I did this, you know, it's funny. You did it for a client. I did it for one of my mastermind members, The other day as well, he was positioning like a a video ad offer. And I and I said, I'll go through it. I'll buy it. I bought it for him. Went through, bought it, and then went through the checkout because the checkout matters too. How did I buy it? What happened next? Was there upsells, downsells, right? And I just made a checklist. And I had about nine items down the list along the way of this was a disconnect. You missed this here. This wasn't clear. This was off. Your upsell and your downsells kind of went in the wrong direction. So there was some... There was some tactical stuff I talked about as well, but those were things he couldn't see because he's too close to it. That's why you 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 can't live on an island when you're crafting
1: an offer. No, and I think you you make a really valid point there, which is that don't don't get don't fall in love with your own work. It's easy to right? do. Give it to people that aren't even in your space and go, can you just read through this and does this make sense to you? Yeah. Right? And 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 take their and, and a lot of people they'll get feedback, but then they'll be like, They'll ignore the feedback. They'll be like, yeah, they, that person doesn't know. Yeah, they'll get pissed
0: about. off or something, right? Like, oh yeah, my God, I can't like, believe whoa. you don't love my offer like I do.
1: Yeah, like, it, and, and this, the clarity part, just to add this extra element in, doesn't end at the purchase, right? The purchase is the beginning, right? Sure. Clarity also covers what's next, right? And when you're selling any product or any service, it's, it, it, at any moment, if in the client's mind, they're reaching out to you or they're thinking to themselves, what's next? I don't know what happens next. You have failed because you've created lack of clarity again in their head, right? If you're selling a physical item, for example, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You, you're The next thing you would want to tell them is, you know, hey, thank you so much for buying my product. Maybe you were unaware that we also have this, which would be a great supplemental product or service for your offer, right? Giving them clarity that, hey, maybe you didn't know. Your product has been shipped. Expected delivery time is this. You'll get your tracking number later today. It will come by email. If you ever have any questions that you want to ask our support team, we're available from these hours to these hours through these channels. Maybe it's Messenger. Maybe it's email. Maybe it's phone. Maybe it's whatever. Yep, right yep answering all the questions in their head setting expectations being thorough right and and really removing any element where they could say what's next right this is what's next 1 through 10 if you need to this is what's next and yet if you still have a question here's how to reach us right getting ahead of the problem getting ahead of the frustration and the frustration right Will remove so many roadblocks
0: from. I had a. It leads us to the sales prevention department, right? <laughs> we do uh, periodically. If you're a new viewer or or listener, we do uh, about every four to six weeks. I want to say we do uh, an episode called the sales prevention department, and it's when Aaron and I just come across a sales process as customers usually where it just frustrates the hell out of us that we have to talk about all the things that went wrong so you can learn how not to have them happen to you. I did it the other day. I'm not going to name the company because I was so shocked that this happened because they're so big and so great and I'm a huge fan. So I'm actually not going to throw them under the bus. I really don't want to. I love them too much, right? I love who's involved. I'll tell you later who it is. Okay. But I bought the product. And Aaron, when I tell you, it was like it was like a treasure map from the Goonies. Remember that movie The Goonies? Yeah, yeah. It was like a treasure map from the Goonies to get to the portal, to access the information. It was an information product, to get like the first issue of the thing, to then get the bonus that went with it, to the to the point where I'm on like four websites at a time, figuring out if it's my my end, to the point where I'm email, I'm emailing support. None of my passwords are working. And I'm like, I'm I'm like, I can't stand it when this happens in our company, right? Drives me bananas because we're so thorough, right? And it's usually like 99.9% of the time it's user related. So I'm like, am I the user? Is this user related? Is this me? Is this me? (laughs) I'm like, it's definitely not. I followed every instructions three times, 10 ways till Sunday and I've accessed everything and, and the, the password thing, the access, the product wasn't there. So I get this response from, from support a day later that something was broken and we apologize. And you know, for some reason your product, your order didn't, you know didn't trigger the, the the access to the to the portal and it didn't trigger that bonus product so there was breakage and uh, yeah. I let them know right so there can be breakage breakage is not good i mean breakage happens a lot especially with tech so this stuff yeah. has to be inspected and audited quite a bit because breakage will happen this is clarity in front end offer but it's also clarity in what happens after they buy which brings us to number 2
1: right and so number 2 we want to talk about today is credibility and we can almost leverage this on both sides of the equation: the pre-purchase and the post-purchase experience, because that's kind of what we just talked about, yeah, which exactly. I wasn't planning to. But yeah, no, say. you're
0: you're right. I wasn't either, but it's a good point that it dovetails into. It's a two-sided game, right? Front end right. never never had a customer. Back end now you have a customer, and now how to handle the customer. It's always exactly. like that, really. It's a balancing act,
1: right? And and so when we talk about the the front end, which is the pre-purchase experience, right? There are. So many times that we see products, we see offers, we see services where they're attempting to get an action to happen, whether it's a buy, whether it's a, a book, an appointment to talk about it, whether it's a an opt in to receive something. Right. And the only person saying it's good is the company. Right. It's the best thing. It's the best widget. It's going to solve all these problems. Mm-hmm. I know where you're clarity. going. Maybe they got their clarity perfectly dialed up, yep. right? But it's in a vacuum. Yes. Because no, there's does anybody else think this is good? Right? And that's where the credibility piece comes in, right? We are wired to believe what other people say about a product or service. Ten times more, maybe more than that, than and, what a and what the says. seller of the product says exactly. Right, I mean, it's, because we know what the seller wants. The seller wants us to buy, so they're biased, right? So we don't really trust. Like you, you know, we understand if we understand and it's clear and whatever. We're like, okay, but 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 listen, clarity can get you pretty far. It can right? get you very. far. But too, this piece right here gets
0: you really far, and very few can pull this off and do this at scale. This is this is the social proof, third party credibility piece.
1: Right. And, and so what, what people need to see is other people talking about how amazing your product or mm-hmm. service is mm-hmm. because it takes them from the cerebral place to the limbic place, which is where the buying decision happens. Yep. It's it, trust. It goes
0: from logic to emotion now.
1: It, logic to emotion. It's trust. It's word of mouth. It's, it's all of those kind of things, which is why I haven't been on Amazon and bought something in four or five years that wasn't a, a four and a half star product. So before
0: it. you buy, are you always looking at the reviews?
1: Oh, I don't even, I I I put in search and then I don't even look at what comes out. I just put four star or higher. I don't even want to see anybody else's stuff. It's a good technique. At all. Don't care, right? And and they could be the most amazing products on earth and they could be the underdog and whatever. I don't care. I want to see the highest rated version of whatever I'm looking for and everybody else doesn't even exist in my mind. I've been conditioned. And you have to understand that so has everybody else, right? So you displaying something Without the ability for the prospect to review your credibility either through video testimonials or written testimonials or star ratings or trust pilot or any of the million options. No
0: shortages of tools today to get testimonials. No shortages of tools and ways to put them on websites and on offers and in PDFs and up on your discovery sessions, right? No shortage of ways.
1: Yeah, and for those people that are like, well, there's some people who are just getting started, right? And they're saying, well, but I don't have anybody to ask for a review from. Yet. That is an excuse that can be handled very quickly. Send out 20 versions of your thing, your product, your service, your information, your whatever, to people on your messenger list, your email list, your your the people on yeah, your phone. Yeah. Create some case studies. Just, just ask them for an honest review. Say, look, I'm 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 launching this business. I'm looking to do some marketing for it and and I would love your honest feedback. Would you be willing to give that if I sent you this thing? Right? No brainer right there. No brainer, right? And 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 here's the thing. Listen to what they say. If they come back and they're like meh, it's okay. Right? Be like, well, what made it okay and what would make it excellent? Well, I think if you did this or this or this to be excellent, listen to the feedback, right? And then once you've got that process dialed in where the feedback is all excellent, ask them to, if you can use their picture and what they said about it or their video, would they mind if, mm-hmm. if you put it in your material? And if you have a good product, 99% of people are stoked to receive it for free and they're stoked to give you a testimonial to support you in what you're doing, Exactly. right? So now you've got, 10, 20 testimonials about how amazing your thing is by just doing a little bit of work and putting it in the people's hands that you already know. And if you have a a service and not a product that you can physically do that
0: with, then you should take on some case studies and you should do your service for a business owner, for a clinic, whatever your your end user is. Bring them on as case studies. Do In the beginning, you have to do this. You might have to take on a client as a trial, either for free or at cost right? Depending on how your business works and you would build them into a case study or build them into a testimonial. So sometimes you have to do that. That's that annoying legwork in the beginning, but boy, oh boy, that asset that you create that case study, case studies, those testimonials, we use a great tool called video ask. You gave a great tool in the beginning called Hemingway. We'll put these in the show notes down below at salesvelocitytv.com. Those are two great tools for getting your writing down to a, I hate to say it, fourth grade level. Can we go to eighth grade? No. (laughs) Fourth grade level. And then video ask is what we, anytime we we close out a project for a client, what we do is we send an email. We obviously recap it and we say, hey, we'd love your feedback. All you need to do is click the link. It's called video ask. And on their phone, they click the link and the, the, the app comes right up. They shoot the video on their phone. They click end and they do nothing else because their testimonial video automatically uploads into the video ask portal. So you eliminate all the annoyingness of they have to shoot the video, save it, put it in a Google drive, put it in Dropbox, send it, email. Nope. They just press a button, hit record, hit end and they're done. It's captured. It's in video or in writing. It's a writing. It's a written or a a video tool. Super cheap. It's like 20 bucks a month or something. I don't even know. And it becomes a great part of the process on acquiring testimonials. Videos are powerful today. And there's no reason not to make this a part of your offer. You should be looking to crank. We have one girl who does our social media management. And one of her roles throughout the week is, and this is part of like the KPI reporting I have her do. You have to acquire. And it's not hard to do because we thank thankfully Pipeline Pro, our software platform, we get literally dozens of testimonials a week on social media sent into us. So she has to go acquire them, grab them massage them. You know, sometimes they're messy, clean them up, put them in a nice design or reach out to the person and have them do the video ask, or even invite them to do a case study perhaps with me where I might interview them for 15 minutes. So there's a lot of ways to go written video, case study, interview style format. Like you want Aaron, if you were a client or a member right now, and I was asking you in a 10 or 15 minute format like this, tell me how the product has helped you saved you saved your life, whatever it is you sell Those are powerful. The little case study interview style. We we use those too.
1: The ads that we run that where you've done the interviews side by side with our clients, telling them to explain how it's changed their business, are our highest profit ads that we run.
0: Oh, I didn't even know that. That's good to know.
1: They are. Wow. And that was not a
0: you know we didn't we didn't we didn't stage that little example right there. That was that was that's good. I didn't know. That's amazing. That's amazing. So this piece is key. This piece is key. Let's go to number three. So we got we got we started off with Clarity. clarity. Now we're at credibility which encompasses right. all both encompass a lot go to the third one.
1: The third one is urgency. Right? Ugh. And I feel like this is where a lot of people drop the ball. Yes. Well, I think they drop them on all areas but here we are, right? Let's fix it. Right. And and so what in the in the world that we're in today, right? People are bombarded with options. Mhm. You are competing against I don't know, a thousand new people in your space every single day yeah. as everybody's it's trying ru- to brutal today. become successful. Um, you're competing with kids, husbands, wives, dogs, friends, multiple, media.
0: multiple social media channels, multiple, multiple TV and cable right. channels, multiple, multiple communication tools so that you're competing with tech and you're competing with fragmented attention.
1: Absolutely. Battle. So there has to be, on a scale from one to five, I would say at least a four, level of urgency of why somebody should do that right now. Not not tonight, not tomorrow, not next month, not shop around for a while.
0: Because later means? Why?
1: Mostly no. Mostly never. Right? And so – You know, are you going to get everybody to buy immediately? No, we could do an entire episode on this of how you retarget people and ads and emails and, you know, follow ups and phone. And I mean, you you and I are relentless and follow up. So not everybody's going to buy, but you can ensure that almost nobody will buy right off the bat if there's not some level of urgency. Mm -hmm. Now, what do I mean by urgency? Let's take uh, an example of somebody who's who um, has an offer where they want to set appointments, right? Maybe that's a a marketing agency, a financial planner, uh, an insurance agent, uh, whatever, right? So they have this great offer of this problem that they're going to solve and they get to the point where they say, hey, let's talk about this, right? Let's talk about this is very flat. Why should I book this today? Here's different ways that you could create urgency, right? Number one, if you allow this problem to persist for another month, what's the potential loss financially or emotionally that's going to happen by not taking action today? That's a way to create urgency, you know, in, in the, in the, you know, in the subconscious form, right? Yep, yep. Another way could be, um, my calendar fills up very quickly. And oftentimes I'm on a, a one week wait list, right? So make sure that you book your call with me immediately. Another one could be offering some type of bonus incentive, right? incentive, right? For the first hundred people who book with me, you're going to get a copy of my free digital book that I'm going to send you. Right. Um, another one could be in 2023. We're looking at raising our prices substantially. So, Book today because this is the right fit for you. You're going to want to lock in this price for life, right? There's so many different ways that you can create a sense of urgency of why somebody should do this today that having nothing is not acceptable, right? And it doesn't have to be fake. You just have to figure out, is it an incentive or is it a fear of loss that you can leverage in to create that sense of urgency, you know, for one of our companies, Andrew, you know, we've got an agency, right? And so people will come and they'll talk to me and they'll get excited and then they'll wanna, they'll be thinking about getting started. And all I let them know, which is the honest truth is we only bring on two clients per week and we do only do it on Tuesdays because we want to stay organized and efficient. And next Tuesday is already full, and the Tuesday after that already has one person in the slot. So if you're thinking about getting started, you, you probably should let me know sooner rather than later, or you could be three or four weeks out. That's a reality. That's not a fake thing, right? But but if I didn't tell them that, right, then they might go and shop around for the next week and so and so forth, and then come back to me and be like, no no, we actually chose you. Well, it's too late. You there's we're three weeks booked out, and now they might get annoyed and frustrated because they gotta wait. You need to create that sense of urgency. Now, another way that I've created sense of urgency in that particular company, right, is when somebody comes on, they might start with a product, right? So in this particular case, maybe they want to do Facebook and Instagram ads, right? I let them know that if they add a second product in from the get-go, maybe that's a YouTube and branded search or a TikTok or a ad roll or whatever – I will give them 20% off the the second service and I will lock that price in for the duration of the proposal. Right? That's a different reason and way to create sense of urgency. You'll see it in e-commerce sites all the time. You buy a sweater and the next page says, "Hey, add this amazing, you know, scarf to your order today. It's usually on the site, but if you get it on this page and this page only, we will knock 25% off the price. Do not leave this page. You'll never see this deal again. And those do
0: very well. So if you have an online product, those do very well.
1: Right? In fact, I don't run in any e-commerce businesses at all unless it's got that in there because I want to increase the lifetime value of the customer. And I create real sense of urgency in those products, right? And and as a result, people take action and they add them to their cart a ton, Right? We do it with pricing, right? In in Pipeline Pro, right? We will be increasing the price in three months. If you want to lock it into this price, lock it into this price. There's a reason to act now, not later. So I know I've talked a lot about sense of urgency. I I, I want to hear your
0: thoughts and deadlines. Sorry, talk about deadlines also. Deadlines, so we're talking about yeah. urgency. We're talking about why now. We're talking about scarcity. We're talking about deadlines, right? So it depends on your product and service. Which one? which which gap can you fall into, right? Do you have the ability to do a deadline? Do you have the ability for an urgency offer? The, the point here is don't do nothing. Don't just have no. an open-ended, non-reason to act now offer. No. And it might take some looking around and doing some research and figuring out what's working in certain arenas that I can maybe borrow and adapt to my arena. You might have to do that, but don't do nothing, right? So in closing here, you have clarity. We drill down on that. You have credibility. We drill down on third-party validation, social proof, and then we have urgency, which is everything today. Because rarely will people come back, put it put it off to the side, right, and with good intentions, and say, "Well, you know, this looks great. I'll, I'll I'll tag this now and come back and buy it later." It almost never happens, right? I've actually I've actually never seen it happen, right, where it where somebody will tag something and I've been watching your stuff for four months and now I'm coming back and buying it out of the blue, like they just. We just get distracted again and again by other offers, right? So yeah, what do we need to do to box that... them in is is the point here. And it's not being aggressive. It's just – it's it's being timely. It's being urgent. It's giving it's being urgent. a
1: reason to act today, yeah. right? And one of the best examples I can use is, Andrew, you never did this, but I did. For a very short stint in my 20s, I worked at a car dealership, and I sold cars, right?
0: Oh, these guys yeah. are always working in the month, the end of the month, right? They're always – the deadline's always the end of the month, right?
1: And and the biggest deadline for them is that they get all these new cars in at the end of the calendar year, right? You know the twenty twenty two model, the twenty twenty three model, the twenty twenty four. So they give you a great
0: deal in the year before models that
1: are going away. Right. What happens at the end of every year on the commercials you see on television for big car companies? Yeah, right? right around
0: it, Christmas time.
1: You're gonna get our employee pricing discount, or you're gonna get this amount of rebates off because they need to clear the old inventory. Off the lot. Do you know when the best time to buy a car is in the entire world? Is it the end of December or no? It's New Year's Eve. <laughs> the the and last minutes of December, you mean then? Right? I have done this three times. Wow. I have literally picked up the phone. I have already decided on what car I want. Right? I have called up the dealership and I have said, which one of these items – and this, my last one was a Jeep. I wanted a new Jeep. So I called the Jeep dealership. I said – what Jeep do you have the, on the lot from this year? That so you, you didn't have? care about
0: colors or anything like that. You oh. were.
1: I just said, what do you have? Because I was going to call multiple places that you have to get off your lot today. That's before good idea. We into nineteen uh, to twenty nineteen, right, right? Right. And the guy was like, "Oh, let me tell you, I got this one. <laughs> it's oh, baby, I, I have three. You know, it's got all these features and whatever. And I said, "What do you have the list price at? I have it at. 37600 So what's the best price you're going to give me in the next six hours before this year rolls over? And you should watch these guys bend over because they have to get the old inventory off the lot. That's so the great. They're facing from their own dealer, their own manufacturer, their own brand who are like, we got the new models in. Like, you got to get this stuff out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, cre- sometimes you can create the sense of urgency for them in that particular case, sure. which I
0: I do. This is, this is the toughest area, right? So urgency is, it's sometimes it's tough to play the urgency game because it doesn't always transfer well to certain industries. So this is one where you have to be creative and you might have to open and close your offers, right? You might have to say, it, sometimes it makes sense to launch, relaunch, close, open because then you have the urgency of we're closing the cart. We're, we're shutting it down. And then maybe you regroup, retweak, maybe 2.0 version of your product and go back and launch it again. So there's that, those elements too. I think a lot of our listeners are I'm guessing consultants and they do service based businesses it becomes a lot more difficult in service based businesses but I think you nailed it with what you do is you only take on X amount of clients in any given time frame therefore sure. if we don't act now you don't get a spot on the roster and you could lose out on a month two months down the road of you not getting the you know the the the, the thing solved that you need to get solved right so a lot of ways to do it don't just make it up do the research Look at other industries, look at other companies, look at other players in your space and figure out how are they having an impact, how are they making an impact with urgency and and either go copy it and do it as a version. You're not plagiarizing anything. Urgency isn't some trademark thing. It's just deadlines and –
1: you, bonuses, you know bonuses and incentives, right? Incentives. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know
0: one of the things thinking change. of thinking of, of of always giving real world examples, right? When somebody activates a license to Pipeline Pro, which is our software platform, I just realized this. I give them a digital copy of my best selling book, Sales Velocity, not a physical, but a digital, becomes available right inside the members area when they buy. So that's another example of if you buy the software, you get a book that can be a great companion to. Putting a sales strategy in place and then having the technology to drive it,
1: and that's actually one of our other best performing ads. Is we had you shoot that video with your book, and when people all the retargeting video where I'm holding it, right? The site we Uh, retarget them and say, "Hey, saw my my own ad the other day." Didn't move forward, right? And we say, "If you move forward today, you're going to get a copy of my digital book, Sales Velocity." So don't waste any time. Go back. It's one of our other most profitable ads that we run because they left. We want to get them back, and we want to give them a reason to act right now, so we give them a copy of your book, right? Yep, yep. There's the sense of urgency, right? We have a friend of ours who does – he's in the finance space where he does um, these like steak dinners, right? So he invites people in his – Good old-fashioned seminar business model, right? Good old-fashioned seminar business, right? But he's only got so many spots at the restaurant, true? right? So – he puts out the thing and says, Hey, come have the steak dinner, learn about annuities or whatever he sells. Yeah. But there's only 20 spots available. So if you want to come, you need to lock in your spot immediately. There, right? There's and no
0: telling like. when we'll do the next one,
1: right? No telling when we'll do the next one. No telling how many people we are going to want to have show up. If you're not one of the first 20, there's, there's the restaurant's only so big, right? Like it creates that sense of urgency, right? One another way that he could create sense of urgency is there's potentially new legislation coming that could change how this financial vehicle Runs and if you don't know what's going on, it could impact your, your future finances, right? Why, why should I do this today, now, immediately, right? So there's a lot of examples we've given you in the show today that, that if you go and, and again, I'll kind of circle back around to where we started today, right? Look at your ad. Look at your product. Look at your offer. Look at your post purchase experience. Cause we've talked a little bit about that. And, and be, be honest. Score them yourselves and maybe have a couple other people who are not close to you score them on a scale from one to five. One being terrible and five being excellent. Where would you score my clarity? Where would you score my credibility? Where would you score my sense of urgency? If you can get fives across the board, you watch how well that thing's going to convert. And we've talked about this before. This is
0: essentially doing an audit on those three items. Mm -hmm. And all three of those items exist exist in what you offer, what you sell, right? You Everywhere. You're selling something so clarity is a play. Is there enough third-party validation or not? And is there enough urgency or not? So the second two are pretty easy. The first one's a little bit more difficult, right? Gaining that clarity. You might need to bring in a copywriter. You might need to bring in a second set of eyes to rewrite the copy and maybe redo the graphic design as well. I think, Aaron, for next week, (laughs) what would be a good... A good sequel to this version would be the retargeting component. I mean, I can't I can't we'll go maybe more tactical next week, but retargeting your people who don't act now because we're talking about acting now is probably one of the greatest pieces of technology that has ever been formed in the last 20 years in the uh, in, in the internet marketing world. To be able to retarget That's and follow, you, 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 if you don't know what this means, it means if you click on an ad and you don't, you don't buy, you start to see ads now saying, Hey, I noticed you were at my website the other day and you didn't buy. How come? Or here's another chance or here's another offer. And you get followed around and you just, you can see the companies doing this. Sometimes it's, it's, you don't notice that it, It's unconscious, but most companies today are retargeting. And that is a unbelievable way to bring back a whole wave of, a whole wave of prospects that didn't act because there wasn't enough urgency, but the retargeting can become like next level urgency. So that could be a good component of next week. A good sequel for next week is the retargeting play and how do you think about
1: retargeting from the perspective of of social channels? Yep. We can target, we can talk retargeting through SMS, through email, through because these are all retargeting elements, right? Yeah, and, and the other side of it is is it's a follow up conversation too because internally
0: you want to follow up with leads externally, you want to follow up with leads via retargeting. And then yep. back to internally, you're following up with customers as well. So the retargeting conversation falls into a bucket of what is follow-up and customer development look like for you. And we'll, we'll, We'll tackle that one next week. So this one was a good one today. Show notes are down at salesvelocitytv.com. This episode will be live at that page, usually in about three or four days. Um, if you are a viewer, obviously we're live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern in the public Facebook page for Sales Velocity TV. If you're a listener on the go, let us know how you like the show. We love the reviews we're seeing over at Apple. Uh, some of you listen on Stitcher. We're on Amazon. We're on Google as well. I think one other, Spotify. I think I mentioned that one. What's the third one there? There's another There's four or five big players in there. But salesvelocitytv.com is where you'll get all past episodes. And then two resources we mentioned today will be in the show notes as well. And I will see you on the next episode. I'm Andrew. That's Aaron. This one is a wrap. We'll see you soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Sales Velocity TV is powered by Pipeline Pro, the
1: ultimate all-in-one sales pipeline management and marketing automation platform that makes all others obsolete. And we can prove it. Take a tour at GoPipelinePro.com.
0: See you on the next episode.